Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I was just thinking that's we've almost become as comfortable with each other as the Waltons have become with each other. That's why yeah. I was singing the Walton tune. We are like the Waltons. We Ooh. are like a modern day. Apart from the fact that we meet on Zoom and we're both Irish and we are not related and neither of us have ever, as far as I can remember, worn a plaid shirt on... Oh, I have. Hello. Hello. On a call. Apart from all that, we are just like the Waltons. Who would you be, John Boy, Mary Ellen? No, I'd be the old grandpa. I think he was a dirty old bastard. (laughs) Now, hang on a second. You can't be saying that kind of thing on a podcast. We get sued by the Waltons. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is my language very bad, actually? I was thinking, I I was listening to us talk the other day, and um, we were talking about fridges, Mm. which I did laugh out loud at. It was good. I've just got an unstable internet uh, thing. Keeps coming up with yeah. I I, I think I've, I use too much bad language, do I? I don't think so. I think uh, you like it's. I think it's important, Mike, to feel relaxed, you know, and uh, and express yourself in whatever way you feel you should, you know, and and if you want to call the granddad from the Waltons dirty old bastards, you can too. It's the Keith Walsh podcast. It's essential, like your breakfast. It will get you up and going, there's the things you didn't know Yeah, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast Give you energy like Buckfast And if your head's in a pickle or you're looking for a giggle It's the Keith Walsh Podcast, yeah Yeah, he is, he was a dirty old bastard, he's dead now, I'm sure he must be dead He was nearly dead when he was filming in the 70s (laughs) When you think about people who were old when we were young, they probably weren't that old Um you know, he's just probably had white. He probably just went grey young or something. But uh, yeah, he's probably. I'd say he, was, he seemed like a nice enough guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, he he always had something sort of you know sage and wistful and wisdomful yeah. to say at the end of everything in his dungarees. Yeah, while, while looking at the young girls coming home. From no, school. no, no, come on. Now you're making it now. Oh, that's now you're, you're that's home. you. That's you're just thinking about you as a granddad. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> hey, do you know what? Yeah, I just I just come in from work, right? And my face is scalded from the sun. I was just looking at that. You were yeah. very fresh face. Like uh, obviously, you're back on the cliffs, the king of the cliffs, Mike Marin, uh, the man of more. <laughs> <laughs> the king of the cliffs. Uh, they call me what well, some of the boys up there call me superstar because anytime a camera turns up or anything, yeah, um, I seem to get um dragged out. Um, or if anytime anybody needs to be recorded or whatever, I seem to be there and I'm kind of pushed to the front of a very short queue. Mm. I'm not willing to do it, it's just kind of like you know, you feel like the kid at the school who's in the front row and the teacher says anybody want to have a try at this and you put your hand up and you think oh I'm, everybody must be doing this and you look behind you and nobody's got their hand up that's what I feel like yeah but also you've probably put yourself in that position where other people go oh yeah Michael do it yeah Michael do it because mm. you've done something before or whatever that's a good yeah. thing that's a good thing Mike um, yeah it probably is yeah you, yeah 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 you know put, you always, always be putting your, your hand up for things you know 
Um, and uh, yeah, your face does look very burnt, though. I presume it's a matter of reacclimatizing yourself to the weather and the and the wind. I'd imagine I'd imagine windburn is a big factor. Huge. I was up there and it was freezing cold. I had a beanie hat on. I had four layers on top. I had two layers on the bottom. Big pair of boots and forgot to put my Factor Fifty on. And uh, didn't have any sunglasses either. And um, yeah, it wasn't, it was sunny, but it was just the wind whipping off the sea. Yeah. And I'm, I literally, I came home and about halfway home when my kind of heater kicked in, I just felt my face steam up. I thought, what's going on here? <laughs> and then I looked at myself in the mirror and was like, oh, Jesus. And my nose is sore. And I came home and I realized I hadn't taken many fluids during the day. So I got a pint of water. And you know, when you, when you take a, a cold drink and it, you can feel it literally going into you at a cellular level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man alive. You can feel all your cells going, ah, yay! And they're frolicking about in the water. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, man. How is how's it been? Because, I mean, we can we can talk about that as well. I uh, I think you briefly mentioned the tiredness you must feel after a shift, you know, working. I know lots of people work by the sea, on the sea, near the sea, mm. close to the sea, but uh, just out there on the cliffs, um, it, the tiredness must be, and it'll take you a while, I presume, to get used to it. Yeah, it's like when you go on holidays to the seaside and you feel tired all the time and yeah. hungry. Yeah. And I'm, I'm just starving all the time. The two sandwiches I bring with me are not enough. Um. There's limited food up there at the moment as well, so we can't really kind of go in and get chips and stuff like that to supplement <laughs> the bad diet. So I'm bringing cheese and pickle sandwiches and uh, currant cakes and stuff like that. Trying to keep away from chocolate. I'm doing that still, still off the old chocolate nearly Good six man. months. Good man. How long is your shift? Um, this morning I was there at half seven and I finished about quarter past four this afternoon. Fucking hell. That's... That's... Seems mm. like a long shift. It is a long shift. It's eight hours and 45 minutes. And um, it's a bit of a bore. Well, you know, it's a, <laughs> you get up there at half seven in the morning. Yeah. But the other one, the other shifts you can do are sort of 8.45 to 5.30, which is, is effectively nine to five. And then you can do a 10 till seven or a 12.15 to nine o'clock. Okay. Oh. Is that a shit shift? You know what? I actually really like it, especially if I'm out on the edge, because you have hours to talk to people and you can really have a great old chat and do a bit of bird watching and sort of, you know, people come up there because they're kind of interested in the sunsets and the bit of nature and stuff like that. And you can have the most in-depth chats with people, you know. I should tell people just in case they don't know, Mike works in the cliffs some more. So what are the different jobs you might be like? Are you are, like you just said, if I'm out on the edge, like are you are you like, could you be? you know, in the building or outside or like, what, what are the oh, different yeah, jobs? Yeah, yeah. I could be doing any this morning. My very first duty this morning was opening up one of the cabins to take the money at the sort of the opening thing Yeah, with the barrier and all that sort of stuff. Okay. And uh, yeah, managed to lock myself into a cabin. We won't go into that, but anyway. Um, <laughs> so you could be the ticket guy. Yeah. Or, I could be, yeah, we have on. a thing called the lifts of Moher, which is a six seater buggy. And so you take people who are less able to get around. Yeah. So, yeah, people, we got people identifying people who might be struggling on crutches or obviously disabled or whatever. And we'll just sort of shimmy up to them and say, listen, no pressure. But if you want to come up on the, the old buggy, off you go. Mm -hmm. And we give them an old uh, poot around. So you'll drive the buggy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that's that's the, that's the job I'd like. That is a cool job because everybody wants to go on the buggy. Yeah. You know, because during non-COVID times, you might, you know, it's a six-seater and you'll be passing people sort of close to the end or whatever. And the kids will be, oh, they're going to buggy. And the parents yeah. you can't go on the buggy. Get on the buggy, lads. Let's all hang <laughs> off the buggy. <laughs> and it's got a toot on it as well. So the kids are like, hey, they're all clapping at you. Like, bah, bah, bah. Yeah, yeah. So you can uh, piss those people. Yeah. Mike the buggy guy. Yeah. <laughs> We do everything. You do literally everything, which is kind of nice. Um, yeah, and it's not really frustrating or anything. People are up there to have a good time. So yeah, yeah. yeah but I'm I'm trying to get used to wearing a mask again, though, all day. How did your 
mask not protect your face? Well, I was outside for four hours, so okay. you didn't have to wear it then, apart from when you're sort of talking to people. And I just wear a little snood so I can pick it up and whatever. But, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I, do you know what? I'm, I'm all, I, it's dawned on me today, actually. I didn't know whether to bring it up or not. But did, has anybody actually done anything on... Um, and I've not mentioned it to anybody, not even Sally Ann or Jimmy or anything. Or It's one of my private thoughts in my head. Mm. You, you know when you wear a mask? Yeah. You get that smell off your breath. You know, I'm, I'm not, I, my, I haven't got halitosis or anything like that or yeah, yeah. ketosis or anything. But there's a little bit of a pun, you know, it kind of get ooh, after a while it kind of gets a bit, ooh, you know. <laughs> And nobody's talking about this. I can't be the only person that this is happening to. Oh, fuck, am I the only person? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, maybe. Uh, I suppose it is a sort of a, you know, uh, food goes in there and, yeah. uh, you know, stuff happens. And, you know, if you go right down, you know, the esophagus, there's other shit going on in there and, you know, it's belch, belching, you know, there's gases, there's... There's always something going on around the mouth area, so there would be some kind of level of smell of, um, yeah, that isn't particularly. They, they, I do remember when I was very young. I don't know who told me, but uh, that the way to check for bad breath is to lick your hand, and then let it dry, and then smell it. Lick the back of your hand, let it, <laughs> let it dry. So like, so blow it dry. And then smell it, and then you'll know if you've bad breath. I don't know if that's true, but I, I often do that to this day. Yeah, I've never done that. I'm doing it now, actually. I presume everybody that's listening is going to go. <laughs> and driving then, along, sort of hoping nobody's watching them in traffic. And, they go, and then that's the smell I think you get off. Yeah, your... I do. Post-lunch, I get a bit of a... I do like a bit of cheese and pickle. So I get yeah. that sort of dairy and pickle sort of... Yeah, well, you're, you're going to get that, man. You're gonna, that, that's okay. It is Sorry. okay, but nobody, nobody's, as far as I'm aware, nobody during this whole pandemic of people who never wore masks before, mm. and now always wearing masks, talks about it. I think we should talk about these things more. We should, yeah, because everybody's talking about being taught, being, being accused of having bad breath, and that's like, that's almost like the ultimate, you mm. know, if anybody ever said something to you like, oh, your breath stinks, like as a kid or any, you know, oh. that is the worst put down, the worst insult. Like, I, I'd rather somebody called me a a murderer uh you know or yeah you know yeah, like that's I, I know what you mean that's the we, worst yeah I, I remember i was being trolled uh and i, and I said troll i said something i don't know what, what what it was it was something controversial but i got into this row with i was basically saying there was these there's there's a bunch of people who operate from ireland and uh, they would be uh very right wing oh, yeah. uh, nationalist party people you know um, and I don't even know if they're members of a party or if it is a member or if they're you know from a party called the Nationalist Party. I believe there's a party called the Nationalist Party. But anyway, I said something about they were talking about native Irish people, you know, and they were talking about like saving, you know, Ireland for the natives and, you know, our cultures for our, you know, all this kind of stuff. And not like you know, diluting it with other culture, which is absolute me, absolute whole bollocks. Do you know what I mean? Like, where the fuck did our culture come from? I know. It's just a bunch of us sitting on a rock here. <laughs> just and you sent me that video actually of those lads dancing. Uh, oh yeah. From, and I was going, Jesus Christ! If that was our culture, we fucking needed help because <laughs> that was just makey uppy. Those lads were having a fucking laugh. They were like, "Oh, here's the fucking guy with the camera. Let's do a stupid dance." But you know this idea that there's, there's native Irish and you know we don't need our culture uh, you know oh. di and people diluted and you just go man we are a mixture of people from Africa from Europe from North Europe from Southern Europe from Africa from fucking England from you know we are not a sacred you know we oh. <laughs> we are not the Aryan race or whatever whatever you like you know even if you were into like you know the blonde hair and the blue eyes or any of that kind of stuff we are not those people. No, we're ginger-haired, pale people. We are freckledy, but also I'm quite, I used to say to people, I've got Spanish blood in me because I have dark hair and sallow skin. And uh, you should see my father-in-law, although I, I know I'm not, he's, he, he still mostly has black hair and he's like in his late 70s and very sallow skin. Like we, but anyway, so I got into this row 
on and I was saying there look I was sending them these I don't know why I was sending them these clips of stuff I found on the internet I was going this is not a thing like we are mm. not what are we what are you talking about you know <laughs> and uh so they started kind of trolling me about a few things and I, I put up this other picture about something non-related to that but they were commenting on everything then they were on you know they were going gone for me oh. you know there was seven or eight or ten of them and they were just like they wanted to row and they wanted to they were you know they, they were tagging me on posts including my agent and all this kind of weird shit like subsequently my agent rang me he's like why are you doing what are you having a row with these people for i'm not having a fucking row with these people i'm telling them they're racist and to stop they were they were they were bullying somebody else and i stuck up yeah. and uh, i was like that's not a row that's them being racist and me telling them to stop and uh <laughs> so i put it was some other picture i put up and it, it includes a uh, part of my thumb which included a bit of my nail which happened to have a bit of dirt under my nail and someone commented on this picture and they were like, oh, you filthy animal. Look at the dirt under your nail. You disgusting. You are an animal. You know, they were really fucking oh. went for it. And it really got me. Like of all the things they said, <laughs> of all the <laughs> things, of all the things they said, it's like they know. It's like they it, like it was like as if they'd if they'd said to me, you've bad breath, I would have been just as offended. But they were yeah. like, you're, you're a dirty animal with dirt on your nails you fucking animal you know it's like the kind of thing the stuff that you might pay a woman to say to you if you're into that kind of thing you might visit a lady of the night and say i don't want any sex i just want you to abuse me and talk about the dirt under my nails yeah. but um like they really went for me and, I, and of all the things they said to me and all of the sort of fallout with my agent ringing me and i had friends ringing me going oh, it's not worth it mate leave it all this kind of stuff it was that person who commented on the dirt under my nails that got me the most you know it's weird isn't it bastards and if, if you did go to a lady of the night and you wanted to say like you got bad nails and all that yeah. sort of stuff mm. would, would you just asking for a friend get crocodile clips attached to a nine volt battery to your nipples just yeah you could you could get that or you, you know you could sit yeah. in the corner in a nappy and you know wait for your bottle to be warmed up you know any of that stuff. <laughs> bottle of cabernet sauvignon <laughs> <laughs> i know but yeah. go on go on go on go on no the people you know and it's really you know when you are young Lots of things um, seem really big. Like somebody tells you you got bad breath, yeah. or you've got there's a smell of shit over you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, geez, that could that could fucking scar you for life. Oh, absolutely, and yeah. it would do. And I just that's why I wanted to bring it to the people that I I think you know it's okay to have um, to be repelled at the uh, repulsed <laughs> by the smell of your own breath your own coming breath. out of fucking uh, thing. Especially when you've had it on for like nine days straight. No, I'm joking. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but Mike, you know, but Mike, Mike, you're getting up early. You're, you know, you're, you know, you're straight. I don't know that these, these, this is not, what basically what you're saying is good. It's normal if you feel, if there's a bit of a pong off your mask, it's okay. We're we're human, and yeah. it's almost like we like we've gone through many many years of you know the sanitizing of the human, and you know we should be. We should have no smells and we don't fart and we don't have dirt under our nails and we don't, we're not repelled by, by our own, the stench of our own breath. You know, it's, yeah, we've yeah. gone too but, far, maybe a little bit. But, but the thing is, it's not that the, I don't, I don't want to get the wrong idea now. It's not that the snood, when I take it off, I've actually taken it off and smelled it and thought there's no smell of it. It's just yeah. the immediacy of the, the mm. exhalation being inhaled almost immediately. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really odd and, to, to my knowledge, nobody's brought it up. So I think people should need to talk. This should be on Newsnight or Claire yeah. Byrne investigates. You're right. Whatever. Claire should be should be licking her hand and smelling it to see if she has yeah. breath live yeah. on television. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm very sensitive to breath anyway. I'm, I'm sensitive to smells, and it's long before COVID hit. I I would have always have had this is kind of I, I'm I'm a bit weird. You might have noticed, but if I was walking past people on the street, I would hold my breath. Oh wow, that's kind of like I don't want to catch your cooties. I don't want whatever you're breathing out to wow. come into me. I don't want to breathe in whatever you're breathing out, and I don't want to smell anything. I would, would often hold my breath. One of the worst parts of the job working in the hotel for me, Mike, I'll tell you this now, oh, was honest. early checkouts. We used yeah. to get a lot of people coming, uh, busloads of people coming from America, and they tended to be like a little bit older, and they were kind of, they, you know, this is the the... I think I remember talking to you about it and you're like, this is their, they're going to, they're doing tour in the world or touring Europe or they're visiting London. And this is kind of like their, their retirement thing. And this is their big trip, you know, and they all go and they don't really tip or whatever. It's fine. But they're, you know, they, they, um, yeah, but, but 
but the worst part of the, that job for me was they used to get they'd get like croissants and coffee in the morning if there were, if there was an early checkout and generally delivered to the room. So you'd, so you'd go so they'd come down having and it'd be like seven o'clock in the morning they'd had some they brushed their teeth and had their shower, and I hated the smell of the room going in to get yeah. their bags first thing yeah. in the morning. That was the worst part of the job for me. Was this? I would have to go in and hold my breath, grab the bags, and leg it out. Yeah, that sort of fetid stench of post-coital oldness. Yeah, but is is coital just to do with sleep or to do with sex? Sex. Yeah, I don't know if they were having sex, but it, it was that kind of thing of sleeping in a room. Like if I in my bedroom, I will always open the window. I don't care what time of the year it yeah. is. Like it's that thing of like the windows are closed. It's really fucking stuffy. They've slept in there. They've been breathing. There's no, you know, the air can't go anywhere. Then you mix that in with possibly some ablutions in the morning, brushing the teeth, having a coffee and a cross on. And, you know, it's the smell of the butter. And it was just the perfect yeah. mix of horribleness. Yeah, because they're in a room and no matter how those uh, bathroom vents, they're always fucking blocked, aren't they? We know that. I mean, that. And uh, if they've been in and had a big hairy dump, it's going to, you know, you can smell it with the, the, the crest toothpaste sort of wafting through it. So you and get the, kind of uh, spearmint poo. And the smell of and the smell of uh, sleep as well. It was all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Crusty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That was the that was the worst, I think, of worst yeah. part of that job. Like, and I and I remember one day at tour um i feel like i should also remind people if you just listen to this podcast for the first time myself and mike used to work in a hotel in london um together and uh i remember i remember the lifts breaking down one day and there was loads of tours checking in my fucking god up those back stairs oh and but 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 it's funny like in that moment something would kick in and like i'd, I'd imagine it You'd almost feel like it was probably in your rights to go. I'm not carrying a lot of. I'm not carrying 300 bags up five flights of stairs or mm. what, ten flights of stairs. I'm not doing it. I could have, but we we had to do it for a whole summer. Was that when I was there? I don't know. We do you know when when we had the group coming in? We'd have we and and it's really funny because we'd take it down the back stairs on a trolley, and. Uh, all the way through the lobby, you'd get as many bags on the little trolley as you could and take them to the back stairs, yeah. um, which went sort of semi-spirally up through the building. And they were they were kind of carpeted, but it was a concrete staircase. And you'd have Lee Crosby at the bottom. Uh, hello, Lee, if you're listening. Hi. And he would, he would fuck the bags up to the, <laughs> the first <laughs> corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a Spanish guy would fuck them up the next corner. And then if you were lucky enough, you got the big Argentinian fella who really didn't want to be there, who'd fuck him up the next one. And he'd make it sort of one and a half floors up. And the worst thing was if he overhit, because it'd be like, no, 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 that's 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 the second floor. You just missed that one. <laughs> fuck, you got to throw it back down again then. <laughs> and people start they get their stuff to their rooms and people would travel with like alarm clocks back then and stuff my yeah. my alarm clock is broken oh, nothing, nothing to do with us your <laughs> driver the, must be an old the airport <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah jesus christ you would just like horse, horse into the bags and get them up the stairs yeah you'd have to and, and there was no air conditioning or anything no i remember i used to have to go to cool down you couldn't go out or anything and I was in a woolen, I was in a like a head concierge, I had a frock coat, mm. um, waistcoat, tie, shirt, and everything, and a woolen pair of trousers. Yeah. I was I'd sweat and I would go into the 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 bathrooms. I'm sharing too much now, but I go to the bathrooms downstairs, go into a cubicle and strip off and just fan myself with toilet roll. <laughs> That is ridiculous. Yeah, but you couldn't. You'd be dripping with what you know, and then get back into those clothes. It was far, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. uncomfortable. Everything oh. about it was just uncomfortable. What we do for money? I was literally. I'd be better off selling my ass. <laughs> it would have been actually. Yeah, it would have been less humiliating. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, would you have not just stood outside the front door for a little while? No, because it'd be boiling. It'd be like 30 degrees. Yeah, it was a hot summer. You couldn't. There was no way of cooling down anywhere. 
Were you working the summer that they put in the new lifts? The Schindler's lifts were there all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Schindler's lift. Yeah, I'll never, ever, ever forget it. I remember the lads from Leeds or something, wasn't there? There was a, bu- there was a bunch of lads from Leeds. Yeah, the, wor- the wor- workmen come down to do the work, and they were shit. I didn't even know they were shit. I was just like, yeah, whatever. They're fixing the lifts, whatever. We're putting in new lifts. Seems like a weird time of the year to do it, but. Well, you you see, you would do it in August because London was very quiet in August. It was the quietest month. And um, they put it in in August. But of course, this fucking halfwit of a fucking cork man who was doing the reservation. I don't take anything we've got, lads. Put, you know, put more money into Mr. Jory's pocket. And he'd take every fucking Italian bus there was going. Every overflow from anywhere, he'd take them. And they'd all have portage. And it was just like, Jesus. And this job was supposed to take two weeks. And it took 11 weeks to put a fucking lift in. Idiots. Yeah. Oh, yeah, God. Crazy times. My blood pressure is up now. Mike, congratulations. Oh. This why? is the 100th episode of the Keith Walsh podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yes. I remember that last night. I forgot it today. Congratulations to you. You've done all 100. I've done, I haven't done half as, well, obviously not. Well, you've done um, what? You've done 30, 33 at least? Well, that at is least, at least. Yeah, yeah. Probably more. You've probably done 40, I'd say. Well done, us. Well yeah. done, you. It's good. It's a milestone. And I like the way we're celebrating by just doing normal um, yeah. shit talk. Oh, shit. We should have done something special. <laughs> no, we shouldn't have. This is perfect. Because, you know, we're going to, you know, when we get to, maybe when we get, we get to episode 1,000, we could do something special. Um, <laughs> I you, can't believe I've been talking about bad breath. Yeah, this is this is what this is the exact this is what people this is what the fans want, Mike. <laughs> um, my uh, our producer Fergal Burke, Burgle, oh, Burgle, yeah. Burgle Ferk. Uh, you should follow him on Twitter. Actually, if you're listening to this, he's a good guy. Um, he suggested that for uh, for episode one on one. Oh yeah, we could do a special. We could do like all the things that Mike would put into room one on one, like so anything that you you don't like or you know you might whatever you, you can try and put them into room 101 and i can either agree or disagree and then he <laughs> then he whatsapp me back about five minutes later he goes oh no, hang on that's just a normal episode <laughs> just, <laughs> just might give an out of it all the shitty heads it is i listen back sometimes and i think fucking hell, i'm just an old whinger that's all i do is whinge about stuff <laughs> It makes me feel, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to use bad language now, and I'm not going to whinge. Yeah, ex- unless it's about the Canadians or the Australians, Canadian, don't talk or to people me. from Liverpool. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> knob jockeys, huh? or Italians on on tour buses. Oh, in packs. What am I in? Oh, my bag, me, my bag. I don't want to make love to the Irish porter. I want my bag of luggage. <laughs> In my pasta. When I make a love to the Irish, the, the breath, they smell it. They smell the breath. They lick at the hand. Eh? They lick at the hand and they smell the hand when it dry and they smell it. <laughs> you should try. You should try. There's a guy, Keith. All he told he lick his hand. He hold his breath and lick his hand. He lick it, he lick it the hand. He have some aqua gear on his back because he don't want to smell shit in the morning in my room. <laughs> He hold his breath. He break in the. He go in the room, and he's holding his breath. Crazy yeah, man, <laughs> mamma mia! Oh my god! And and I'll, I'll I'll never forget the day, and God love this woman, uh, because they generally if the if the Americans the older Americans kind of went on their tour to America they'd, or t- around London they'd get a bus so they'd be up in the morning seven mm. o'clock oh my god going around and, and they're like like I just and this is really really I shouldn't really say this but go on I just used to because <laughs> they'd be they'd be like and they were they weren't particularly nice people like they were just a bit like I don't know they were doing, they were doing, it was, it was like, and this is really judgmental, but they were doing like the fucking tour of their, of their lives. Like, the, you know, they, they might've had another 10, 20 years left on earth. Right. And this was like, the, this is their big thing. They'd probably worked hard for done all the right things, saved. And then they were doing their big tour of Europe and they were, but they were doing it on a fucking budget. So they were fucking miserable. 
like everything was a fuck oh my god how much is that where is that what's and you like i was just because i was young i don't really i i I feel a bit i think differently about it now like if i was doing a tour like that and i didn't have much money i wouldn't be staying in hotels i'd do hostels and i'd backpack or whatever you know but they were trying to do it nicely but they'd not they didn't have enough money uh so i kind of felt sorry and i was going this is fucking miserable for you i'm miserable looking at you um, but they would have their white sneakers, their Reeboks, uh, stonewashed baggy trousers that had elasticated waistbands, bum bags, and uh, like 80s style tracksuit tops, tops, you know, those zip up. Yeah, mainly in uh, dressing in sort of primary colours. Yeah. Yeah, like children. Uh, yes. <laughs> They were like children on a fucking school tour, but it was going on forever and they didn't have enough money to do yeah. what they wanted to do. And they seemed, seemed very stressed, you know. But that but, was very much of its time. You see, the tour operators back then would literally charter 30 seats on a plane uh, or book block book stuff and sell the holidays through various people. We're from Wisconsin. Mm. And these guys are from uh, Philadelphia and we've met them and we're going to stay in touch for the rest of our lives. Aren't <laughs> we Chuck? I don't like those people, Mary. I don't like them. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They go on these buses and they'd be stuck with each other around Europe. Like we were in uh, Paris, France yesterday, Paris, in France, London, England. And we're going to Edinburgh tomorrow to the T2. It's fucking hell, yeah. Miserable, absolute fucking misery. And then dealing with us, fucking all the bags all over. Yeah, but to their <laughs> face. Breath, but we were like, God, the smelliest. But we were very nice to their face. They didn't know we And I didn't particularly not like them. I was just like, oh my God, that looks like absolute misery, what you're doing. But, you know, hey, morning, great day. What? Yeah, great weather out there. Anyway, have a great day. But, um, this poor woman, and she obviously had to leave. The she wasn't feeling well. Oh, so they obviously jumped in a taxi wherever they were to get back to the hotel. But she had a bit of an accident in the car in the taxi. Oh, yeah, and then had to come into the hotel and quickly sort of try and get into the hotel, oh. up the lift into a room as quickly as she could, you know. But whatever whatever had happened in the taxi was it was i mean i feel bad saying it but it was bad it was stinky it was it was kind of putrid and she i, I kind of had to follow her oh fuck in, in case there was drips um oh yeah i'll never forget that smell either uh, and the taxi driver of course fucking oh fuck <laughs> Extra fifty quid. Remember oh fuck! Yeah, the fucking yeah. soilage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the yeah. charges for, for uh, drippage. Uh, oh, yeah. She oh, had. She had definitely. There's definite, definite soilage in that taxi, and I felt bad for her though, you know. But I, I often think about about her, and I was, I was kind of trying to discreetly walk the, you know, walk around the foyer afterwards just to make sure there was no like little. With the tissue drips or spots or whatever, God lover. But um, but yeah, that that moment sticks in my mind. And those people, I remember them thinking, Jesus, like I definitely would like to do a lot of traveling when I'm older. But I will not be doing it in a bus with people from fucking Wisconsin that I've never met before. And it was like it was proper. Like you know more about it than I, but it seemed like a proper like breakneck. Like oh, there's yeah. there's the fucking Buckingham Palace. Did you see it? Yeah, let's go. We're off to Edinburgh. You know, there was no time to enjoy it. No, they would get off the bus. Uh, they would come across on a ferry into London and do the tour of London before they got to us. And then they would meet and then they would go to like, um, some of them were upper market, so they might go to Rules Restaurant. Some of them would stay in house and whatever. But they'd always give them really English food, like, you know, sort of stew, you know, casseroles or like beef Wellington, which was a bit rare. And then they drink, you know, the shots that they were given and you know, sort of like glass of champagne. A lot of these people would be from Bible belty places where they wouldn't drink or whatever. And they let loose. And they did. A lot of people shot themselves. <laughs> <laughs> they were eating foods. They weren't eating. <laughs> a lot yeah, of people they... shot themselves. <laughs> <laughs> but they, I, I, the other thing about it is they always wore new sneakers for their big trip. Yes. Yeah, new... I was thinking... Yeah, brand spanking new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 
that they shit on. <laughs> I get the brown sneakers next time. Oh man! Yeah, get some extra laces, honey. They're the only thing we can't wash. Oh, that was a lot of people shit themselves on those. I could imagine. Oh yeah, I'll tell you what though, having yeah. having dealt with um, American golfers, um, a lot of them really do fucking you know they they go downhill quickly day two of a four-day tour playing golf yeah they they you know they play golf they might these lads right might play golf once a week and somebody puts up the club or organizing a, a you know a 12 ball or a, a 16 or a 24 ball over to ireland and we're gonna play these courses and uh we're gonna we're gonna get our money's worth. We're gonna play Doombag and Lee Hinch on the same day, and we're gonna play Bally Bunyan New and Bally Bunyan Old, and we're gonna do this. We're gonna do that. <clears throat> and on the way round, we got a buggy following us. He's full of Guinness and and Jameson. And um, so these lads would be used to buggying around sort of parkland courses with no hills or anything like that. And all of a sudden, they're in the west of Ireland. It's forty miles an hour rain. And uh, they have a, maybe a drink at lunchtime, some rich food here, and they'd be out and they'd be having seafood all night and pints. And it's two o'clock in the morning and they're in some nightclub shit faced on Jameson. And day two, they get up, they're okay. And evening of day three, that's it. They're all round with each other. You know, Bob. Bob can't make it. He shat himself. Why? I was sharing a room with Bob. He's uh, he's man down, man down. He's like he's fucked. He's gone through all of his jocks. So we had to wash everything, like, like pants, everything. He's gone. He's gone through everything. Anybody got any size uh, XL uh, waterproofs? Because he wore them as he shattered. <laughs> A lot yeah. of this is another thing we, we people don't talk about is people shitting themselves. My guy, this this is a really good 100th episode. I think we're bringing <laughs> we're talking we're we're dropping truth bombs. We're dropping yeah. truth bombs. We're, we're talking oh, about yeah, the things yeah, that people yeah. are afraid to talk about. I love that idea though of the of the guy fucking and I and I imagine like away from the away from the wife and away from the family and they're just like yeah we're gonna go fucking crazy but they're just not old they're not just don't have it in them they're not they're too no. old they're, they're but, they, but no, they feel they're like all they're, on them anybody got vicodin there's always a doctor hey hey jeff you're you're and they didn't really they don't really know each other you're an md right yeah you got any vicodin yeah i can write you a script uh might stop at a pharmacy right we'll we'll get a script you can't do that here uh, we need to go see a doctor. I need to go get some uh, ibuprofen for this guy. He's uh, his his legs are just they're gonna give out, Michael. And uh, if we can't get a golf cart, he's fucked. His uh, his knuckles and these lads would be fucking. I remember some of them had oxygen. Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, they'd be, they'd have oxygen tanks in their bags, like and they'd be. <sighs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay. I, I'll, I'll maybe I'll manage nine. But they were they were fucked. Like for the for a finish, they were literally going home in fucking body bags. It's like going to Nam for six weeks. But I can imagine. I mean, just seeing them checking out. Like yeah, if, if you compare the checking into the, like forget about forget about the like movies like The Hangover. You know this. Yeah, yeah. This that's the movie that needs to be made. Is the fucking go, the fucking ten or ten twelve lads from America to go to La Hinge to play golf. I remember one night um, these 12 lads crashed a wedding um, where I was working and their bus driver said, listen, they got to be up at seven bells. They got to be, I'll meet them upstairs, get all their bags out, get everything done because they've been wiping their ass all week and they are, they're really bad at timekeeping and I can't, I can't deal with them missing their flight because I'm going to have to pick up the paperwork, you know, and deal with them. Um, because the bus driver becomes like their best friend, fixer, everything. Yeah. And this guy, re really funny fella. He was, um, they crashed the wedding and two of them were still in the bar when he came to collect them at sort of seven or eight o'clock in the morning. Jesus. And he was like, right. I um, had them all outside their house and there were drains outside. And he said, if anybody feels like puking now, let's stick your fingers down your neck. And there was this group of like, I'd say 60 year old men putting their fingers. You got a bag I can go into. It's all over my clothing. And he's going, you're not going to get on your flights and you're not going to puke on my bus, lads, if you if you turn up in this state. 
They're like, I mean, forcing themselves to get sick before they went to the airport. Wow. So fucked, still drunk, terrible. Did you just lose the run of themselves? Yeah, yeah, the rich yeah, food. And you yeah. know, the sphincter loses the run of its belt and just nothing can stay in. But also you just, yeah, it's like, and, and then it's like, because it's the last night as well, like back to reality after this and you're, and you're so fucked anyway and you know, yeah. and you know that you've gone so far that you <laughs> hang, that the, 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 the reality of that hangover is going to be the worst hangover you've ever felt in your life. And you just keep drinking because you don't ever want to stop. Because, so yeah. what, is, what is beyond that last drink? Yeah. And a lot of them, I mean, these were like wealthy, should be relatively healthy men, but they obviously overindulged at home as well, you know, and they'd be talking about the affairs they're having and the food that they, the amount, the amount they drink and they don't tell their wife this, that and the other. And, uh, you know, I had to go to the dock. I needed to start wearing a pad because I lost control, you know, and a couple times in, uh, in meetings and it's like, fucking hell, that's wow. You are caning it, like. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I'd ever get to the point where I would choose drink over shitting myself. <laughs> like if it gets to that point, and I, I, like I don't drink at the moment myself, but if I was if I was sixty five and I started shitting myself, the doctor said, "Yeah, that could be because mm. of the amount you're drinking or your food." I think I'd choose looking yeah. at my diet rather than shitting myself. Whereas, you know, you've got the likes of the. I mean, maybe the Donald Trumps of this world who who choose to continue. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm happy with shitting myself. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. I don't really find my my own. I can't smell. <laughs> so I, I don't find myself offensive. I just, uh, I just hold on a second. Oh yeah, start the camera, man. Oh, yeah. It shouldn't bother me. I quite like smelling and shit. Yeah, yeah. It's great, great. Okay, roll the cameras. You're fired. Yeah, but I must say, it's not just Americans, though. No, no, no. We're being very, very hard yeah, on the yeah, Americans. Yeah. You know I, mean? I can be, yeah, I can be anti-any. No, I'm not anti-anyone. <laughs> it's just that, you know, you get Germans and you get the Italians that do it as well. And, you know, you get everyone, every, every, uh, yeah, they, they come and lose the run of themselves. It just happens to be that lots of Americans used to come to London. Lots of Americans come to Ireland to play golf and whatever. And the vast majority of them are absolute, like, Sound. Yeah. I sound like I'm sort of trying to. Yeah, you're. Yeah, you're trying to make up for it now because all. The yeah, no, no, but I'm not though uh, because a lot of them are fucking idiots. No, but it's like uh, it's like <laughs> being it's like being in Tara Molinos or uh, yeah, you know, or maybe Lanzarote where all the Irish go and there's an Irish yeah. bar and you know if you live there you're probably going the fucking Irish they fucking they come here and they make shit of the place. Uh, some yeah. guy sh- shit himself. He comes for fucking four days. He plays golf and then he shits himself and then he's that's like, it. You know, Irish lads, uh, you know, famously go to southern Portugal and, and lose the run of themselves. And, you know, totally. what's on stores, tears on tour. Then, yeah, you know, yeah. Are we funny. getting cocaine? <laughs> John, <laughs> John, we're 65. Oh, lads from different areas. That's seven points of Guinness once. Yeah, give me an eight ball there of cocaine, lads, and a couple of hookers. <laughs> John, John, we're 65. We're not getting cocaine. Oh, yeah. You're, you're oh, a priest, John. You're a priest. Father John, we're not getting cocaine. Yeah. Uh, oh, once Lord. had four Monsignors let loose as well. They went on the Raz. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. In... One of them was nearly a cardinal. He was is... like, hey! Jesus, don't tell me where, what part of the world. Uh, yeah, I won't. But they were, um, they were coming back to their ancestral home. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah, they met all their family and it was like um, Biden meeting his family, you know, so they're great guys, you know, and yeah. uh, we left here when we had nothing. And these guys, were, yeah, you're great people. And let's, let's bless you all here. And God bless you and God bless everything and whatever. And they left and they were right. Can we can we go out? <laughs> we just want to go to the bars. Yeah. Wow. They weren't wearing any. uh little things around the neck so <laughs> didn't wear the garb just cut loose for a few days yeah yeah well you know they're only human i suppose yeah totally absolutely why not yeah. fuck it so Jeez. i have other news good good yeah well we can yep. we can move away from halitosis and shitting yourself then no we can we can do we can do whatever you want i can do seepage and smellage all day long <laughs> um um but uh, I, I i got my moderna vaccine oh yes of course the big yeah. news yeah, huge news. And you got that during the week? Yeah, I got it on Wednesday, 135. Well, a, um, piece of piss. Yeah. 
went in um, and I think they were being, um, somebody was there checking the people who were checking the people who were checking people in. You know, they were sort of being assessed, I'm sure, yeah. but HSE or something. <clears throat> so I get there and um, the fella who's, who's kind of one of the volunteers is quite famous around these parts. I won't, I won't tell him who he is, but he's relatively famous. I didn't know who the fuck he was, but, um, and he was like, Oh, sorry. Do you mind if I uh, stop you there and ask you for ID? Uh, of course I wasn't wearing my glasses. So I gave him my, uh, my Dunn's club rewards card. <laughs> he didn't have my name or picture on it. He said, uh, uh, not that one. I said, Oh, would my driving license be a little bit better? Yeah, probably. Yeah. That'd be great. Thanks very much. And, uh, Walked in and got questioned and sort of got into a queue. Got in a queue and there's this man waving at me, um, sort of with a green tabard saying vaccinator on it. And a little nurse in behind him who was in a blue tabard with supervisor written on it. Come down here, come down here. Went, okay, come in. And I went into the little booth and he said, I'm training. You're my sixth one. Is it okay? I said, I don't give a shit. Give me one in each arm. And uh, yeah, he uh, he was fantastic. Um, he just said, right, we've just got to double check the doses and all this kind of stuff. I said, great. Have you had any reactions? No. Uh, are you allergic to stuff? Yes. Anything in here? No. And he just went, uh, okay. And I thought he was swabbing my arm. And he kind of, the lady was talking to me about something. And all of a sudden he said, you're done now. It was like, oh, didn't, didn't even notice. No, didn't feel it going in. I'm not saying that now. Just because I just fucking didn't feel it, and it was like, oh wow, that's a bit. And then you sort of go out and um, sit down for 15 minutes. They give you a sticker that you put on yourself, and that, that's your release time. Okay. Yeah. So you just sit in this big room, which is an old ballroom in a hotel, and uh, I sat there, and a nurse goes around going, "Are you okay? Yeah, you're." And she comes off then and pe unpeels the sticker from me and kind of, "You're free to go. Your best before date has been reached." Bye. Off you go into the world. Um, I felt a slight, I could feel it go in when mm. he said it's done. I went, Ooh. And then I felt my elbow sort of, it went cold or hot, a kind of tingle. And my arm sort of went, um, I could feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my <laughs> fingers. And, um, and then it just disappeared. And I thought, Oh my God, you know, I, People had said, get it in your left arm if you sleep on your right and do this, and do that, and do the other. And I'd done that. And I came home, uh, went to bed and passed out on my right hand, on my left hand shoulder. No, no pain whatsoever. Nothing. Nothing, not, nothing the next day. No, no. Wow. Um, slight sore throat, but I think that's because I was wearing a mask all day. Yeah. Um, that's the other thing that masks, you know, they give you a bit of a, because I'm wearing it all day, most of the, that day I was, and I was thinking, oh my God, is this, have I got the reaction? And then I take the mask off and it'd be like, oh, I can breathe again. It's fine. Yeah, it could be. <clears throat> and also I'd imagine if you're, when you're wearing the mask all the time, especially if you're at work and you're talking to people, there's a tendency to raise your voice a little bit. Yeah, exactly. You know, that to, is. You're straining a little bit. And also... Yeah. Mike, you know, you have to remember that you've been at home around your house talking to you, just your family who can who could probably just lip read. You, you don't really have to make any effort to to project and yes. to explain yourself. Uh, so there's all that stuff as well. So, um, you know, that, that could be that. But but I'm glad to hear that you got it. And did you wear a sleeveless T-shirt? Did you try and make it easier for the. No, I um I removed my nipple clamps. Yeah, good which would, would save everyone from embarrassment. Yeah. Um, I was wearing crotchless underwear just in case any inspections were needed. Yeah. Um, but you're, pr you're Prince Philip. Yes, exactly. Prince. No, Prince. It's not, it's not Prince Philip, is it? It's a, is it not? No. The penis, the penis yeah. piercing. Is that not Prince Philip? No. No. Oh. Is it? Maybe it is. Prince. Prince Albert. Prince Albert. Prince Albert is what it is. I have a story about Prince Alberts. Oh, hang on a second. So anyway, I want to hear that. So anyway, <laughs> all, all good. Happy Moderna went well. Good. Yeah, absolutely perfect. Couldn't have been any happier about the, you know, from text to sort of whatever. I went on the portal. They texted me. I got, I went in at the time. Job done. Wow. Couldn't be any easier. Wow. 
Yeah, nobody was under any duress or stress or anything. It was really nice. They had music playing and everything. It was really sound. Yeah, it was lovely. Beautiful. And uh, of course, like you now are one of these people that are, you're part of the, you know, you're you're just like, because you're on a podcast and you're talking about getting the, the vaccine and how lovely it was and everything is fine. You're basically probably been paid off by Big Pharma to say that. That's what the conspiracy theorists would say. Oh that, yeah, you that you you and RTE and all these people are just being paid lots of money to say that we have to get the vaccine and it's grand if you get it, but actually it's not grand. We're... Exactly. Um, Bill Gates himself has dropped off a uh, a suitcase case full of cash. Yeah, and I've thrown. It's made me hate Apple devices, um, and I drank the same fluid that Ryan Tuberty and Joe Duffy ate. Yeah, whatever it was, and it makes me look young. And just let me tell you, people, whatever they're drinking isn't working for those boys because you know Joe Duffy is looking a bit older. Yes, whatever. <laughs> you know, it's not unless he's 107, it's working. Do you know what I mean? Um, okay, so now I'm looking at pictures of uh, uh, pierced willies. Tell me about your prince, tell us about the Prince Albert story. So we, we ended up, a group of us, going to, um, oh, Christ, some, uh, I don't do sport. We went to a Heineken Cup um, thing, final, in Scotland, I'm going to say. A rugby? Rugby um, match? Yes, yeah. rugby match. It was a rugby match. And we went to Scotland. What, what year? Oh, Christ only knows. We went to Wales the year before. Okay. And I think Munster actually did appear at that one. But we we all got so excited. We all booked flights and bought tickets and were kind of relying on Munster winning in and getting through to the final. But they didn't. So we had, went to see Leinster playing Leicester, I think. Okay. I in Scotland. We saw we had Munster playing somebody else the year before. But there was a there was a group there was a, <laughs> there was actually somebody had managed to get a hotel in Juries. It was Cardiff, is where it was. Okay. Um, and I believe for a finish in the morning, the head count was seventeen Irish men in a room, in a twin, a little family room. Right. Um, all using the same towel to wash themselves. I mean, it was just carnage. Oh, you talk about the smell of a room. This thing, CSI, I'd say New York wouldn't get a look in. If they swabbed it, they could grow stuff in an oven. Honest <laughs> to Jesus, it was just foul. That's where they made the Moderna vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> they, they took something up from a carpet in that room and they start injecting people with it. This looks like feces, but it's mad. It's going to save the planet. So um, we, but we, we all met in the, the lobby of juries and the bank of ireland and ally uh, anglo-irish bank mm. had chartered a flight for all their big corporate customers yeah of course and we happened to know one of their big corporate customers right and um we gate crashed their um sort of schmoozing breakfast which was like a humongous buffet loads of tables and sort of I'm sure maybe the, the managing director of uh, Anglo was there and the managing director of Allied Irish was there and all the sponsors were there. It was a big thing. And it was like, you know, all the big developers were there. Everywhere, hey, hey. And this is in the middle of the, the tiger, you know? Yeah. And everybody's, hey. and we're there sitting, drinking champagne and eating fried stuff. And uh, so sort of, waitress, bring another bottle of wine <laughs> at like seven o'clock in the morning oh, before God. the match. Oh, Jesus. So anyway, we're there, and um, later on that evening, a, uh, a friend of ours um, who had become a fireman, I think. Yeah, he'd become a fireman. And he'd invited the crew who had trained him. Now, he is an Irish firefighter, mm -hmm. but at the time they were being trained in, um, oh, Lancashire. And... Uh, it was all this fire crew, Blue Watch, turned up, right? <laughs> After the match. And uh, they were like, all right, lads, how's it going? Yeah, right, right. And there was this fella who was the size of a brick outhouse. He was a humongous man. He had big hands, big head, 
big body. He was huge. And he was there. And uh, we were all kind of shaking hands. This is this is Roy. All right, lads, how's it going? Yeah, Blue Watch, Lancashire. Absolutely fantastic, fantastic, mad for it. Brilliant. Uh, well done in the match, lads. Uh, and we're in the lobby of juries. And um, this is Chris. He's uh, He drives one of the tenders for us. And he does this. And this big fella. All right, lads, how's it going? I just feel I need to share with the group. I just got myself a Prince Albert, and it's gone a bit septic. And with that, he dropped his trousers. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those things you just couldn't unsee. You couldn't look away. You know what I mean? It would be rude. Of course. Uh, but, but also, it's like, you know, it, it's human nature to look at the car crash as you're oh, driving past. Fucking hell. I mean, I've known, I, I've spoken about my testicles being swollen, but this didn't, re- this looked like somebody had had a meat masher or something, you know, one of those the steak mashing things? Yeah. And pummeled him. There was nothing apart from a perfectly sort of spherical, shiny, sort of big earring with a diamond attached to it, dangling off some unmentionable bits. And he said, the doctor told me I wouldn't be able to piss straight for about eight weeks. (laughs) But I love the fact that he still had the ring in. Like, like I can't can't take the fucker out. (laughs) If I take it out, he's gone. It's like, oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Oh, it was just, you know, I'm on antibiotics, so I'm taking it handy. And he must have had 40, 11 pints. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The things we fucking do to ourselves. I know. Like, Mutilation. You know, we, well, we worry about we worry about you know what could happen in the world and fucking you know, all these crazy things that are going on in the world and all these, you know, terror attacks or fucking cyber attacks or you know diseases and all these and we're fucking we're just doing it to ourselves. Yeah. You know. Self mutilation. We're worried about getting a jab, uh, you know, and getting COVID and mm. and people are stapling things to the the end of their penis. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> just not right it's not good Mike <laughs> it's not good we might leave it there on Prince Prince Albert okay um I was going to ask you about your week oh I, I don't I don't know if I had much of a week what I've just kind of it's I'm a working man now Mike you know yeah. that's all I do um I recorded two podcasts actually somehow during the week um one one you you one you were very 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 excited about me listening to yeah so um there's a book out um, called uh, Diary of a Wimpy Dad. And uh, I just happened to see an email because I was trying not to do any other e- other podcasts apart from this um, just until I settled into the new job. And because mm. uh, it's quite busy, like I'd, I'd work until, you know, you're working until six o'clock in the evening and I'm, I'm a bit slower than everybody else. So I'm trying to catch up and take me a bit longer to do stuff. But um yeah, so but I saw this email and this diary with my dad, and they sent me the book and I had a look at it. and I thought, oh, this looks cool. So I had this guy on, and he was such. I kind of described the book as like if Iggy Pop wrote, wrote a book about parenting, you know. Huh. Um, but this guy's stories absolutely like, yeah, you just have to listen to it. I don't know how to describe it. It's just, uh, <laughs> he, he, he's, one of the, he's one of these guys that you know, initially you're like, what the fuck is this guy? on about and then you just think he's great you know that kind of way yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, so that's I'll, I'll hopefully get that out during the week and then I had a great chat with um, uh, a girl called Jen Martin who I've been talking to about possibly writing a book and uh, the subject was vulnerability and, and, and all you'd have to listen to that as well but it's fascinating yeah so we so I managed to record two podcasts during the week and uh, um, and I've kind of felt like maybe that's maybe that's what I should be doing uh I should, you know, I should try and keep rather than focus too much on the job. I should try and keep doing lots of different things because, if as much as I can, without yeah. uh, without being too busy, but because that's kind of not that I'm not going to say that's what got me the job, but that's what got me to where I am is doing f- other things. And if you, f- I feel like uh, it could be just me, but if you focus too much on one thing, uh, that's not good for it either because. If I'm, especially a creative sort of role, if you're totally focused on that and, and you're sort of sitting there going, okay, sitting at a desk, okay, I need to be creative now for the next two hours. Uh, I don't think it works like that. I think I've noticed that I'll 
get ideas about stuff like when I'm doing something else or something else will feed into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you need to be inspired and, and having like listening to a sentence in one of the podcasts that you do or having a chat with some random person somewhere can be inspirational. You're right. They, they, they've, they've got you there to do what you're doing, to do what you're doing now because of what you're doing all the time, mm. which is sort of being on your wits and talking to people. So, yeah. So, so yes, I got, I did a couple of podcasts. I'll pro- so I'll probably just try and tip away at that. It's, I mean, it's maybe do one every two weeks or whatever, so whatever comes in, if it's interesting, I'll do it. But, but also, so tomorrow then I'm doing a, a, a market in Kildare. Oh. Uh, I'm selling cards at a market. Excellent. So, yeah. Uh, I just, I'd kind of applied a few months ago for, to, to kind of, to get a, a pitch at this market and I kind of forgot about it. And then of course, because, because when things were opening up, uh, they came back to me and said, Oh yeah, we're opening up now. Do you want to be part of this market? And uh, yeah. So, um, so tomorrow is my first day at the market. I have to get a gazebo and a table and I have to make up a load of cards to sell. And uh, yeah, it's kind of. Um, oh, wow. and, and do they provide the gazebo? No, you bring your own, you bring your own table, you bring your own gazebo and you oh. set your own little space up, I think, I, I presume. Anyway, yeah, and you need insurance and all that kind of stuff. So it's yep. kind of a, a big enough deal. Yeah. So uh, so that's my some kind of back into the world of making cards and doing podcasts and all that kind of stuff with a bang. Wow. Yeah, because you, you should have spoken to me because Sally Anders markets all the time. Yeah. Well, look, I, I'll yeah. do my first one and then, I, then I'll probably need to come back with... The things I was thinking about is like, I'll need like, surely I'll need like a little float, you know, I'll need a few tenors and some fivers and some coins or something. I hadn't yes, even thought about that. Yes, you, you certainly will need that. And you should probably look at getting yourself a card reader. Oh, yeah. Hadn't thought about that. They're only about 99 euros for a sum up. Brilliant. Okay. Brilliant invention. I think... I, I hope I can use Revolut, but sure, I suppose if the person doesn't have Revolut, I can't. Um, but yeah, I need to get... I'll see how tomorrow goes and see what... The, I, I mean, I'm, I might not sell anything, so I won't have to worry about what Oh, to no, do. you will. And you, you, you see, you're a, it's a small enough um, price point, mm. I'm mm. assuming, that people will have the cash at these things. You know, and people, they would expect, if it's over the 50 quid or whatever, to be tapping or whatever, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine for selling the bags, you'd need the card reader. You would, you would, you would. And did you, you manage to get your hands on the gazebo, you did? So I got a gazebo, I have to go collect that now, and then I have to spend the evening draw, drawing up. So, so, so I have some cards that I got printed off in the printers, so I'll have, a, I'll have a load of them, but also I'm going to sell some handmade, hand-drawn cards as well. So I have to do a batch of them now tonight for Father's Day. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's, my, that's my weekend, yeah. that's, my, that's my Sunday. And are you going to bring some pens and stuff with you and some blank stuff so you can... Do yeah, I'm gonna stuff. I'm gonna do stuff in the moment, and I'm gonna I'll be drawing as I, as I I'll keep myself busy anyway. Brilliant! I would buy a card if it's like, do you do do sort of would you write Happy Father's Day, Rory or whatever on it? I would, of course. Yeah, yeah. What does he do? He drives a truck. Oh yeah, a big truck. Yeah, I'll be doing all that. Yeah. Oh, brilliant! Well, good luck to you. That's it, man. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, good enough week. I've maybe I've um, I'm trying to discover a balance between, you know, doing stuff like hobbies and the job. Do you know what I mean? And, but it, it all feeds into, it all feeds into each other. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Exactly. No, no, no. I'm with you. Yeah. Because you'll probably learn something tomorrow. And that's the real marketing is selling yourself on a market stall. You'll bring that with you. I can tell you to your new job, your creative job. Yes, I will. I'm, I'm marketing myself. Yeah, exactly. And I'll probably write an ad about a guy on, on, on a market stall. Charlie, will you stop? Sorry, Charlie's going mad. He's, um, he's got a roll of cell tip, which is his favorite thing at the moment is to find rolls of cell tip and play with them and chew them and then get it. He wants to, me to throw them. Um, but Mike, listen, uh, anything else before we go? No, go draw. Because I feel, I feel like also you're, you know, you've worked all day and you have to work tomorrow. So spend some time with your family, Mike. They've missed That's you. Okay. They, they don't like me. It's okay. It's the, it's the breath, I think. <laughs> it's, it's when I shit myself on the couch. <laughs>
Happy anniversary. Happy 100th. Yeah, nice one. Good. Good yes. uh, good chat, man. Enjoy your evening and uh, happy 100 to you as well. Good luck. Take it easy. Take it easy, boy. Don't shit yourself. Did you press record? I think so. Yes, I did. Just very quickly, want to say thank you very much to everybody for listening. This is our 100th episode of the Keith Walsh podcast. Thanks to Mike, as always, for being there for a lot of them, possibly 40. We don't know. Didn't count. And um, thanks as well to John, John Connolly, for uh, helping me get set up in the first place. Without him, none of this would have happened. Thanks to my family for putting up with me. And thanks to you, once again, the listeners. Thanks to Acast as well for all the support. And uh, yeah, if you like what you're listening to, there's, 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 there's a supporters link. This is why I don't do the intros or outros anymore, because I can't talk at this time of night. There's a supporters link in the uh, description of the podcast. Check it out. Throw us a few grand, 20 or 30 grand. Perfect, grand, excellent. We still have some money in there that I haven't got around to doing anything with. I can't figure out how to get the money out, to be honest with you. I have got the time to sit down with it. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, here's to the next 100. Mind how you go. Goodbye. Take care. Auf Wiedersehen, goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.